0: What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode number 76 of the Anthony John Podcast, and today I'm bringing on an incredible human being and one of my students to talk about how sexual energy transmutation can improve your life and your business. If you ever feel like any guilt, any shame, or you're not like 100% comfortable with your sexual energy as a man or a woman, I'd highly recommend that you stay tuned into this episode because it's full of insights and some wisdom to really help you like skyrocket your life and business to the next level. And many people, especially here in the Western world, they like they don't realize how much happiness and power and full on fulfillment that they're actually missing out on because they don't know how to transmute and be comfortable with their sexual energy and like take that and transmute it into um, like creation energy. So if you're ready to talk about things that most people would say are taboo or they just like really never talk about ever,
1: sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Amex podcast, helping entrepreneurs break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. Prepare to open your mind to the proven tactics and strategies the world's leading intellects have used to avoid a stagnant career and achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. It's time to increase your levels of power with your host, Anthony John Amex. All right,
0: welcome back. Now, before I tell you about today's guest and bring him onto the show, I want to tell you about my brand new free training that's all about how to activate your mindset, your skill set, and your body set to break through to your next level of success. You can learn all about it by going over to training.com with aj.com it's 100% free and it really like dives into the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment so if you feel like you're at a place in life where you just seem to lost your spark or maybe you're just at this place where you can't seem to really find your creative edge like you used to or you just seem like stuck and stalled out and really can't figure out how to get momentum and get back in the groove then I'd highly recommend that you go register for this free training simply go to training with AJ com to get instant access to that training right now so with that being said let's shift gears and introduce you to today's guest his name is daniel adams he lives up in utah he's a relationship coach and an event facilitator he has a huge huge passion for strengthening families awakening creativity and inspiring couples to like really like live into the fullness of their creatorship and daniel is one of the most like plugged in men That I've ever met. I mean, his presence is intense, but it's only intense because he's just so darn present with you. And he holds a space for people that's just like, I mean, I don't know how to say it any other way. It's just like full of potential that people can just like step into. He's a wizard at helping couples increase the intimacy and connection in their marriage. And one thing that I really admire about Daniel is his ability to guide people to see the root. That's actually going to change the fruit in their marriages and in their lives. And I believe not enough coaches really have the capacity or willingness to really dive deep with people. And Daniel is one of those few coaches who have the capacity and the ability to like guide any human being um, to any place, anytime, whatever is required. So, with that being said, let's bring him onto the show. Daniel Adams, welcome to the podcast, brother.
2: Thank you. Good to be here. Is it? Is it good to be here? It is good to be awesome.
0: here. Awesome. Awesome. Cool, dude. We're going to be talking about sex today. I think we'll talk about what it is, how to transmute it into life and business. Uh, before we go into all of that goodness and your story and your journey, which I'm really excited to get into, you're also going through Project Shift right now, which is like one of our like signature programs. How are you liking it, man?
2: Project shift is awesome. Short answer, it's awesome. Second answer, <laughs> it's moving me into a way of being that is very different and not showing up in my bank account. Just closed out the best quarter of my life.
0: Awesome. Super pumped about that. Congratulations.
2: Thank you. My wife, who's going through the program with me, was just sharing yesterday like, just all these subtle things in the way she's able to own her decisions. And she's choosing things because she's choosing things. Um, That's been huge for her. And I've seen it in the way that she parents. I've seen it in the way that she's more assertive in both our relationship and um, with in-laws and anything else we're doing. Um, She launched a project that was scary for her. It's been awesome for her. Like those are some of the results that have been created. I appreciate that in shift, like there are literally no topics that are off the table. Yeah. And that's been huge for me. Awesome. Because people are like, you know, everything's welcome. Like, like in shift, like we really, like, I feel like we really mean it. And I've been able to go to places In so many ways, my fear was driving the car and I was just in the backseat wondering where we were gonna go and trying to manipulate and control everything without actually being in the driver's seat. And to drop down into things that were so scary in my mind, because that's where all the things are happening, like through different meditation experiences and through some of the application things and then sharing openly in front of other human beings has turned all these keys for me. Like I was on a mountain bike ride this morning, just thinking like, can I really do this? And I was like, yeah, I do all this stuff and shift all the time. This is like not scary at all. And that comes around when it's time to ship like copy that I'm scared of. And when it's time to like jump in another cold shower today, like, can I really handle this again? (laughs) Yes, yes, I can. So like, self-confidence is just building and building
0: so good so good i'm i'm reading uh, a course in miracles right now i've been living in it for for a bit and this morning i was reading i forgot what chapter my, i'm in but it talked about like going into all of the chambers of the temple and like opening up the doors and bringing like guiltlessness to the guilt that people carry and that's the atonement process and i was like well that's what we're doing in project shift we're like Let's open up all the doors and ultimately just creating the space that allows people to open up the doors that then brings the guiltlessness to the guilt because you're just able to look at it objectively and look at the darkness that the mind has created, which is an illusion. And as a result, that's what is like the atonement. They're returning to us being a soul, us being a light and ultimately us being a beacon to go back to our families, go back to our communities and continue shining that light. So this is like a good affirmation for me reading A Course in Miracles this morning. Ah, it's really powerful. I love that text.
2: I'm like marrying <laughs> the soul in the body, like becoming fully embodied and like coming home completely, the soul coming home completely, all the way down to my toes, all the way down into my root chakra, all the places for me, like I've put so much, I've stashed so much shame into money and into sex and into my body, it's like to be able to work through that in a safe container, in a pleasurable container, in a safe container has been huge. Awesome, That's, that, the breakthroughs are coming. And like for my wife and I, like we were never, like I knew in high school, I was never going to work at some job. Like that was just not the way I was wired. And finally, the day I owned, like, I really am an entrepreneur. (laughs) Like, this is the path. And like, if it doesn't have meaning and value, like, we're not going to do it. And it's been awesome. And that has required us to like, recheck in with integrity over and over and over again. And like, work through all these like, little stashes of shame throughout our body. (laughs) Like, it's crazy what I've stored in there for so long.
0: Totally, totally. cool, man. Uh, Let's talk about like sexual transmutation, sexual energy. Um, We'll dive into your story here in a second, but I'm curious like what your perspective is. Do you think like people's acceptance or the rejection of their own sexual energy is actually having um, a negative impact, like a disempowering impact on their life and their business? Yes or no?
2: Yes, 100%. And it's sneaky.
0: Mm, Tell me more about that. Why is it sneaky?
2: So like, everyone I've ever met, that's not true. 99.98% of the people I've ever met really enjoy sex. Or at least are drawn to it. Even if it's uncomfortable and some parts about it are uncomfortable for them, they're still like, well, yeah, that's a place I want to play in. And often it's compartmentalized as like, yeah, I have this sex thing. And like, for me, like I've been married for 12 years and there's still part of me who's like, does my mom know I'm having sex and is that okay? Mm. And there's just like this underlying shame for many and for many of my clients around like, I am a sexual being. And until I own that, that's part of why when I make an offer on the internet that some part of me is still holding back going like, does, does, do people know? (laughs) Like it's this really subtle piece, but like, until I can own the fullness and, and like deeply, deeply connect because sex is like one expression of creative energy. And it's so much more than just like, intercourse or it's so much more and i talked to so many clients and especially many who grew up with the religious teaching and background where it's like well the man needs it and so i'll just open my legs and we'll, i hope he'd hurry up and finish and for a lot of people that's the norm and like yeah that's 100 percent impacting the business <laughs> that energy pattern that like not making eye contact not building a connection like it's just one more checklist and the soul is not in it necessarily it's just the thing that we do the way i do one thing is the way i do everything shows up in business the same way like if i'm just checking the boxes like okay sure yeah ship it which is important but like where's the connection in it and especially because so many of us like Business is driven by connection, and especially now.
0: So do you find the more comfortable somebody is with their sexual energy, like the more connected they are, then ultimately the more connected they are in their life, the more connected they are in their business, the more connected they are to the marriage, the more fulfillment that they're kind of experiencing in their day-to-day lives?
2: Yes, and it scares people. (laughs) Like the more I've become aware of my sexual energy and my creative energy and like really like seek out eye contact with human beings, they're like, whoa, no. Like, And especially when I run events, people are like, don't see me. And so it is risky and it is vulnerable to own that piece and just to shine in fullness. But like, isn't that part of the game? Like, isn't that why we rise up to influence and to coach into like whatever, you know, whatever you're doing in the entrepreneurial space, or even if it's not entrepreneurial space, like at the end of the day, we all want to shine. We all want to be seen and heard and understood. And the first place to do that is like, I came from sex. like. <laughs> Like, that's <laughs> like literally where I was, the genesis of my creation. It's like to become more and more powerful with that and more and more in touch with that and connected with that. It's huge and ripples out across all, all aspects of life.
0: Awesome. Why do you think so many people view sex or sexuality as like bad or like secret?
2: I think there are a number of factors. One of them's just the feeling of shame, the emotion of shame, and how often that's tied to sex. One of the great tragedies of our culture right now is that a lot of times pornography is like the first addiction or porn or an affair is like the one thing that brings up sex. Like it doesn't get talked about until there's a problem and a big problem. It doesn't get talked about until there's an addiction that's out of control. It doesn't get talked about until one partner's coloring outside the lines. And now I got all this betrayal and drama energy going on. And like what a drain on the vision and purpose of your business and why you totally. came to the planet. Shame's part of it. There's a conditioning. I was thinking too, like just related to the body. I was working with a client today. Her daughter came and was banging on the door and said, you know, mom i went poo and i just thought like what if we celebrated every toddler every time they went poo but we don't like usually it's like uh or that's gross or that's frustrating but it's like it's just the body like totally. every single every single person has these bodily functions and there's so much shame stashed in there and or just frustration or like why is this even a thing and it starts just like as small children sometimes there are religious teachings that like I misinterpreted. So I grew up from a Christian background and I interpreted that sex was bad or that it was a don't, which is interesting. Cause like now I go back and read like a lot of the statements from church leaders. And there are so many that are like, sex is sacred. Sex is the most divine practice in the history of the cosmos. Like please enjoy it in a commitment committed partnership and so it's been interesting like with this different lens like i was projecting on all these all these different teaching sources my parents didn't teach me right and the church didn't teach me right and it was weird the way they presented in psychology class when i was a senior in high school and so a lot of it was just my own shame like that i was pushing and blaming mm-hmm. <laughs> on other education sources but it is fascinating like women have pound for pound inch for inch as much erectile tissue as men do
0: hmm. i didn't know that
2: it's just stashed in different places but like how would she ever know like sure and how would he know or she know or, you know whatever uh i want to honor all people obviously binary non-binary and all the different combinations um, for me i'm married to a woman so i often talk in those terms uh, like. How can I know what's there? How can she know what's even there? What's well, even possible until we get in that space to get curious? And there's a childlike innocence too that I think for me was lost and tainted or marginalized or trivialized. So I do find sexuality and the sexual expression to be like so sacred and such an incredible act of creation. And I think it's easy for that to be lost in just every movie has a sex scene every like it's just like this really common it's becoming more and more common of like oh yeah whatever yeah and especially with the pornography industry I think those are all factors as to like where it's going off the rails
0: totally I totally agree with you that a lot of sexual energy does have like a childlike curiosity uh, a wonderment and it can be super sacred inside um whatever container people want to have that with right like for me and my wife is definitely in a committed monogamous relationship uh not that that's the right way or the wrong way it's just the the path that we choose to experience and enjoy but i know like for us the moment we started getting into that place of childlike curiosity and wonderment and just having fun like a lot of just like release of a lot of years of guilt or shame were just kind of like lifted and it's so interesting like looking back uh, on my life sex really was like childlike and, and curious and, and wonderment it was just like the attachments of society of the rights or the wrongs or the shoulds or the shouldn'ts that then created the culture that we have at least here in america i would assume for other countries as well that you carry lots of guilt and shame and sexual energy. It's, it's so fascinating to me.
2: Well, and I think to adults, like, I mean, ideally, I believe that family is the fundamental unit of the cosmos. And I know like a lot of different families look a different way. Again, not that it's right or not that it's wrong. I just think there's something inherent about like family unit and parents providing space to teach principles to their children so their children can ask questions understand etc and I noticed that so many times like two generations ago they just didn't talk about sex ever period like nobody did and then like the hippies happened and like huge (laughs) discussions about how all that should work in the late 60s and it was like you know, my own parents felt so much shame about their own sexual experience that that very much colored any discussions that we have. And for me, energetically, it was just this turnoff, And I was like, well, ick! I don't even want to go there because it's heavy and it's dense and they're clearly uncomfortable. I don't think I've ever heard my dad say the word penis. And it's like there's just this when the parent is not comfortable with it, how would the child be also?
0: Totally. totally.
2: And it's like, and left in the dark, left not knowing, but having this huge curiosity and like, well, why is my body feeling? And like, I can make fluid. And what does that mean? And like, now I'm getting a hormone dump anytime I experience orgasm. Like, is that bad? Is that good? I didn't even know I could do that. And there's so much, how do we get the adults to be really comfortable with their sexuality? Because the children are so innocent. I have a nine-year-old son. And he'll come and he'll give kisses and it's like the least sexual thing in the world. And like sometimes he'll do like really sexual movements with his pelvis or like he's, you know, really into exploring his phallus right now. And he's just got this innocence to it or it's, and he's loving to lick things. And it's been hard for me, like when he'll come over and like lick, like right here on my cheek or something in the morning. And it's like, I will feel arousal and it's like am i a child molester am i and it's like i have integrity like i can ask him to stop <laughs> i can redirect or you know just say you know the way i'd like to be touched would be, hey would you tickle my back if you'd like to connect with touch but he's so innocent with it and that's what's really hit me and it's like how do we preserve that in children i think one step is as adults just become comfortable our own sexuality and even deeper than that with my own body like so much body shaming goes on that I need to have tighter abs or that I need to have (laughs) whatever body part needs to change what I'm loving about shift was the teaching of I cannot like something about my body and unconditionally
0: love it awesome awesome dude one thing that i love and respect and honor and appreciate about you is your willingness to like stand in the pocket like how many people would have the experience with their son and like damn it son i told you not to look at me <laughs> like that, that that's <laughs> what would happen in, in the culture I, I grew up in it was just like oh i have this feeling no resistance immediately right immediately this resistance and you have like this willingness willingness to like sit in the pocket and be like well I know I'm not this. I know I could walk with integrity and do this. I could do this options and dude, what a gift you are giving uh, your son and for you're just modeling for the people listening to the show. There's a new, another way of being where you can just observe, observe. And this is one of the things we teach in project shift. So often it's one of the things that changed my life was being ridiculously clear on our values and then walking with integrity with those values. And I think so oftentimes, um, at least the culture I grew up in, and now I'll, I'll totally make a blanket statement. I think so many people are unaware what their values are. Like yes. society gives them values, the parents give them values, the school system gives them values, their culture gives them values, but they've they never believe. taken the time to like look at like, well, what are, what are the top five values that I really believe in and stand in and want to experience life as, and then choose to walk in integrity with those values? Like that one simple thing then and of itself would allow somebody to totally transmute sexual energy or fear or anger or fucking anything into a place power of creation. So dude, I want to know a little bit about your journey. Like how did you go from being in a place where your parents were like, yo, we don't talk about this. This is awkward. Uh, you having your judgments of sexual stories that you would be like, Nope, this is bad. We don't do this, whatever. To like getting to a place where you openly talk about it, teach about it, help clients through it. Like what's that journey been like for you, bro?
2: So much of it has been like my own dysfunction or my own perception of dysfunction. Um, I'm an incredible sexually expressive human being. Like I'm really excitable. I love every human. Like I'm super attracted to like most people I meet. Men or women, like independent of the plumbing. I just love people. I love to pollinate ideas, like, just brimming with creative energy. I love music. I love to dance, even though it scares me. It's another place to play with shame. What if someone sees me? <laughs> um, and just like growing up, like, I remember like literally reading the Bible, trying not to masturbate, and then like choosing to masturbate, and then like grabbing the Bible again. And it was just like, <laughs>
1: resist resist
2: resist 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 came indulge, and then like back to back to the scriptures and just all these talks with god like god what the hell is going on in my body i don't understand it i feel like i need to hide it it's got to be secret i feel so broken i know i'm the only one doing this blah 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 the stories went on and on and on and i built this whole foundation Um, and then i chose to get married and for me like i'm pretty hypersexual have i love in the book um come as you are is it nagoski forgot how to pronounce her name she talks about some people have a really easy accelerator and some people have really stiff brakes <laughs> and like my wife has got a pretty sensitive set of brakes because she's like super sensory and like very sensual so like smells taste touch all the things get to be like really well prepared for her to thrive. And for me, it's like anyone, anywhere, like I can go zero to 60 by just thinking the thought in my head and like I'm ready and I'm on and I'm like full speed ahead. Like my accelerator is just like super gentle and not everybody is that way. And so, yeah, I just sent so much like should and so much guilt at myself and really struggled um, to hold this pole with my wife. And there was so much shame that went into, like, self-pleasuring and appreciating myself. And the distinction that's hit me is, like, the word masturbate in Latin literally means to shame oneself with the hand. Mm. And there are times that, like, I've created that in my body. And it's, like, and I feel super drained afterwards. And I really do, like, just feel like shit. And there are other times where it's like I've gone in with this unconditional love to like understand from a sensory place. Like, do I like tickles? Do I like rubs? <laughs> do I like scratches? Do I like slaps? And like to get used to like, what are my preferences? Back to your question. Clarity on my values. Like, what is it you like? What is it you don't? And how do you communicate that in a way so your needs are met? And that takes all the drama out. So like for me, my journey has just been like so much drama and shame and density around
0: sex. And so what has it been like on the other side of this where that density is lifted a whole lot? Like what, has, what is life like on the other side of that where you really harnessed your sexual energy?
2: Well, at first it was scary because the best way that I'm aware of to move through shame is to expose it. And so to be at transformational events and to be sharing my story and to say like I've experienced premature ejaculation for 10 years and I felt like less of a man in almost every single sexual experience I've ever had. And just that kind of honesty is like super scary to show up in vulnerability. But at the same time, like it's so freeing, like I don't have anything to hide. (laughs)
0: Like
2: life with nothing to prove and nothing to defend. I super appreciate like how often you mention that, like it is so liberating. And just to say like, there is no gold standard for how sex should be. Awesome. Like it doesn't need, like you don't have to orgasm if you don't want to. Maybe you want to like, you don't have to have penetration if you don't want to. Like there are so many different avenues to express creative energy and touch and connection and like once I finally let go of like here's what sex has to look like it just turned into this like what can I create with my partner today because man I love her and she's so deep and I just want to see her and honor her and love her and like she just loves when I like put my hand on her heart for like some minutes and it's just the most like warm connective experience and that fills my cup in such a huge way like she could tickle we've been doing these sensory nights once a week or for 10 minutes. um, There's one giver and one receiver. And it's just like this non-sexual receive touch experience. And like for me to just have my back tickled for like 10 minutes on purpose, like fills my cup, like all the mammal hormones, the oxytocin, the dopamine, like it's all churning. And it's like, there's nothing sexual about it. But it's just like being human. It's beautiful. And that's freed us up to enjoy sex also. But like it really does get the creativity moving. And again, what I see so much with clients is like I have zero clients with a giving problem. And every single one of them has a receiving problem. And that's Mm -hmm. been true for me too. Like how do I receive and really learn to receive and not like, hey, this is so good. I love this so much. Thank you. Because that's still giving. That's like trying to make her feel good about what I'm feeling. Like, I get to own that it's just awesome, and that can be as simple as, like, a breath down into my pelvic floor when something feels good. I had a client today who was like, when my kids are, like, so cute and I don't even know what to do with it, I've been breathing into it. I feel like that one simple practice just creates so much liberation, so much connection, so much joy, seen, heard, understood, and then also there's this pleasure component which is like distinct from sex and it could go sexual or it could just be pleasure. Like I eat a peach. It's amazing. Or I'm experiencing sex. It's amazing. Like just to take the labels off what sex has to look like has been so freeing because I just want to feel connected.
0: Brilliant man. So I'm curious, like Napoleon Hill talked about this idea of like, transmuting creative energy he called it sexual energy it sounds like we've been kind of interchanging creative energy sexual energy um here in this conversation what do you think he really meant by harnessing that sexual he called it sexual transmu- transmutation i believe is what he called it what do you think he meant by that i
2: like so many directions let's see the one that feels awesome right now i believe every human being is a creator of their own experience always creating and it's either creating drama or it's creating expansion and joy and freedom and it's just a question of aiming it mm. i believe we create our experience i believe everything in our experience is because we're vibrating it i believe that the single most like divine and godlike thing we can do is create something whether that's a barbecue with the neighbors whether that's like gourmet sex with a partner Whether that's a business, whether that's Lego forts, whether that like whatever the thing is, like it's such there's something in me that just lights up and it's so divine. Like it is the divine expressing. And I feel like that's that's the key. Like to pair intention with that process, I think is the whole reason for being on earth. It's the whole reason we're here is to learn how to do that. Like I believe that. We're children of God, essentially, that we're the expression of deity, experiencing the experience. And like It's literally in my genes, my spiritual DNA, to create. When I speak words, they get created. If I say I'm always tired, guess what my body shows up with? Always tired. <laughs> if I say revenue flows easily into my business, guess what gets created? Revenue flowing easily. If I say sex is hard and frustrating and that my partner doesn't see me, guess what happens? They will subconsciously play a part to match my energy. That's how powerful I am as a creator. And anybody that's exercising consistently and doing something about their nutrition is increasing their body's capacity as a vibrator to magnify those intentions.
0: Mm. It's good, brother. It's good. So how does somebody then start harnessing their sexual energy, their creative energy to then channel that into creation, creation in life, creation in, in business? How do they practically start doing it? Is it as simple as just like go have sex with, with the world, go have se- more sex with your wife or your <laughs> husband or, or is there a different way?
2: <clears throat> I'll start ethereal and we'll bring it back to practical what if sex is just the metaphor? What if it was never about a penis going in a vagina or a mouth or whatever, you know, entry point there was, like, what if it's just a metaphor for union? The same way that Jesus is going to marry the church union, the same way that marriage has happened union, the same way, like, they're all just metaphors for the oneness. They're all just metaphors for like we are the same. I was doing a meditation this morning on like, you know, I want to build my business to here's the metrics. And the thing that hit me as I was seated by the river, listening to the birds chirp was like, you already are. Stop telling the story, you're separate. Like, <laughs> like it's already done. It's already here. So like it's just a metaphor for union. So like I invite my clients to literally use sex as a prayer or as an intention. Like to literally pair the act of sexual intercourse or just a hot makeout as like how can that magnify the peace in your home that you feel with like interactions with your teenagers? How can that increase your business revenue? How can that spark the one idea that you're looking for? to get to the next level how can that practice of closeness and union bring you into union with your goals so that it is already done you've got a text there
0: yeah i was reading the course (laughs) of miracles this morning and uh it says uh this is like uh, chapter 14 um kind of like book seven i don't know how first five however they they do it and union everything that is not real must disappear for truth is union right and union everything that is not real must disappear like this hit me hard this morning like thinking about like marriage like you're coming into a union with another human being and how oftentimes it's like oh there's all of this disagreements and this chaos fuck it's so hard it's like it's because you committed to a fucking union, damn it. And everything that's not <laughs> real is going to appear for you to handle. And like coming back into making this practical into sexual transmutation, if we look at it as union, whether it's with a wife or a husband, union and creation business, then in that union, everything that's not real shows up for us to be able to like bring some healing to. And potentially, maybe that's the best way of using and transmuting sexual energy is to be willing to look at all of the areas that we have guilt and that we have shame around the concept of sexual energy and creation and like bring it to the light so we can change our perception, which then allows us to start creating new potentialities. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Totally vibe with that. <laughs> Part of what I notice too is often when I have creative energy in my body, whether it's my heart space, whether it's lower in my spinal column or like around my genitals, like a lot of times I'll squelch that. Mm. And how many times do I do that during the day and just clench my, clench my butt cheeks and just like hammer it and get it done? And it's like, that's the opposite of what creates. Like, what if I nourish that pleasure? Because it's been my truth that anytime I resist pleasure, it only shows up as pain later. Like the energy is going to express one way or the other. Yeah. So if I feel a bunch of creative energy in my chest, I might as well just breathe into it and let it expand. Now it expresses and then aim it with my thoughts, with my words, with clear goals, with aligning with my values, like you said, for so many clients i'm working with it's a case of communication and getting very clear on what it is they're experiencing in their body and what they'd love from their partner yeah
0: dude i think so many people are terrified to even have that conversation with their partner oh totally for me like my wife's european and so she's given me the gift for us to be able to dialogue about anything because there's like no shame or guilt wrapped around the concept of sexuality from her culture. I mean they just grew up with naked paintings and naked statues and just naked bodies everywhere. So there was like there was no baggage. And you know, it's just like, hey, let's talk about this thing. Like this and I'm kinda like, oh uh, uh. but it's really like pushed me to the edge to now where it's like it's a conversation that happens. And it's just so interesting uh for me now on the other side of that how awkward and uncomfortable that is for most couples for most people in a relationship
2: my wife was telling me the other day during sensory night we were doing massages and like I was massaging her legs and she's like "Mm." Mm. and finally she spoke up and she's like hey would you be willing to like move to my feet I'm not liking on my legs right now and her whole body just like went and like lit up and she's like, oh my gosh, like I thought I just had to sit there and take it because you were kind enough to give me a massage. Mm -hmm. And the last time you did it, legs felt amazing and I should be more consistent and I should like Mm -hmm. just like it because you're giving it. And She went down the list, she's like, the truth was didn't want to be touched on my calf. Like I didn't want to be a massage there. Like I wanted feet, I wanted ankles. And it was like that she checked into her body and listened and then spoke up and then for me to honor that like created so much connection so much trust and she got what she wanted (laughs) that totally lit her up and it's the same process in business right you want to do the exact same thing for your clients you don't want people who think they should xyz be there you want the fit like you want everyone to be happy and say what they really think And that starts with me. That's like one of the practical applications and to be able to practice that with sex, to be able to practice that with food preferences, to practice that with like somebody watching a show and you'd like to be doing something else. Like how do I step into my personal power and speak what's true for me? Not as like taking back my power and making everyone around me change, but just saying, here's what I'd love. Who'd love to support it and go out and find those people.
0: So good. So good. Whatever you found are like, like one or two like big mistakes a lot of your clients make when it comes to like sexual energy transmutation. Sounds like one is they're not like speaking about it. So we'll, let's just get that one off the table because I feel like we've, we've covered that one. So is there another yeah. big one or, or, or maybe a couple of them?
2: One of the biggest mistakes is thinking that they will always be attracted to their partner the human body is so good at waves (laughs) and you know just like women menstruate and are on this cycle that used to be connected to the moon till we all started having fluorescent lights and that put women on a different page collectively um attraction will wane and it will like ebb and flow and that's like this myth that like I should always be attracted to my partner and especially if they put on a hundred pounds since you got married 20 years ago like you might not be attracted to their physical body you might not be attracted to like if the one of the other problems that I see like so often is that the man's running this like super shame boyish energy and the wife's trying to mother him and educate him and lead him to this place of like stepping into his fullness, she's essentially trying to grow another man child and he's just resenting the hell out of her. And like their intimacy is not happening. He's trying to fix her all day. Like as a, <laughs> it just becomes this massive power struggle. Those are problems, mistakes that I often see. Um, Cause the truth is like, yeah, your attraction will ebb and flow and that's okay. Attraction can be created comes back to you. How do you want to dance in your own energy? How can you get comfortable in like the capital M masculine traits and the capital F feminine traits that you run in yourself? Another mistake I see is that you have to do it all on your own and a know it all attitude. Like we already know that because it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to have a lived experience that feels in your body. And women are begging and pleading for their man to have some feelings stereotypically. (laughs) And the man's like, well, that would be way too scary to like feel feelings in front of this woman. Like I don't even open my eyes when we have sex. I just want to bang her. That's where a lot of men are. But like what could be created by feeling and not saying like, I know this. So there's nothing else to learn. Like bring some curiosity and some innocence and just like, huh, I wonder what would happen if this, huh? And that's when it gets fun. That's when it gets creative. That's when you like come up with new positions that completely like flow and dance and like your partner's now feeling seen and heard and honored and understood. Same process in business.
0: Awesome. If you go back in time and give your younger self some wisdom that would help them collapse time and get results faster, what would you tell them?
2: Get in your body. And that includes like feeling anger when you have anger, find a safe place to feel angry. If that's yelling in the car, awesome. If that's smashing dishes in a cardboard box, awesome. Like baseball bat on a punching bag, whatever. Like go be angry, stop resisting anger. Um, And just channel it, aim it at something. Usually not another person, but as a healthy expert, go mountain bike something, go whatever. Um, Other tips to get in the body it's okay to feel pleasure like learn how to receive learn how to say thank you without justifying rationalizing spitting back other compliments like a simple thank you goes a long way thank you you're so nice oh my gosh you don't have to say that is a completely different energy than thank you so just the ability to receive and this shows up with finance, this shows up with ideal clients, this shows up with sex. Get in your body.
0: Brilliant. Now, I know you do a lot of uh, coaching. You may have a couple spots open, potentially, You usually run a pretty full schedule. Um, how do you typically help clients? Is it just in the sex sector? Is it in relationships? Is it on a personal level? Like, how, If people want to know about more about what you do, how to connect with you, what's that all about?
2: Absolutely. Sex is just a metaphor. It's just a symbol. It's just a symptom of what's going on in your world internally. So, like, yes, we can work on sex. Yes, we can work. I had somebody that reached out and said, I've been faking orgasm with my partner for three years and I just simply am done with that. Help me. Um, I've had other folks, but anyway, it's a symptom. The key is in here the key is getting in your body the key is feeling your feelings and telling the truth so when we coach we're going to help you identify what is true for you we're going to help you identify what are your values not because your dad told you what they should be or not because (laughs) whoever you saw on tv told you what they should be but like for you and get used to telling your truth and taking up some space we've got a lot of creative activities to do that with music and dance and different metaphors so again it's not just something that you're knowing but it's something that you're being and feeling and experiencing Um, so there's a lot of personal growth Uh, there's a curriculum that each client goes through to help them identify what is their truth to identify the difference between fake counter emotions and actual real core emotions and then practices and different rituals um, burn ceremonies, et cetera, to feel those and then to be able to communicate those needs clearly with your partner, like takes care of every relationship issue. Because for so many high achievers, their relationship is distracting them from their vision and from their purpose. So I help clients energize their relationship, so it's supporting and synergizing their purpose and that involves you telling the truth you knowing what you want you feeling your feelings what else it's a super safe space to really honestly tell the truth and I didn't understand that was one of my superpowers until like enough people were like I've never told anyone this and I can't believe I'm telling you but
0: (laughs) so good so good if you guys want to connect with Daniel, you guys can grab a, a time to talk with him at youcancreate.org slash coaching dash application. That's like a dash, not like D A S H, like a little line <laughs> thingy. You can create.org hyphen. There we go. You can create.org slash coaching hyphen application. Daniel, thank you so much for being here, brother. Really appreciate you. My pleasure. Well, there you have it, my friend, Daniel Adams. What a wizard, right? I have so much appreciation, so much respect for the work that he does. I hope this episode has served you, if it's inspired you in some way. I'd love to hear about it, and I'd like to know, like, what was your biggest takeaway? Simply take a screenshot of you listening on your device, post it over to your Instagram stories, and tag me at AJ Amex over on your Instagram stories. So thank you so much for being here. That's going to do it for this episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. Until next time, my friend, I'm out. Peace.
1: That's all for this episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. But we have plenty more to help you achieve a life of freedom, purpose, and success. Head on over to AJAMIX.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to break through to new levels of peace, power, and profit. We look forward to having you back for the next episode of the Anthony John Amix podcast. Bye for now.